0: Hi my name's Shannon and welcome to my podcast. I'm just your typical 19 year old uni student who's trying to kick her goals, survive living out of home and create the most balanced healthy lifestyle. Join me in my themed episodes where we delve into all things young adults often face where I give just six tips tricks or favorites you can easily introduce and integrate into your life to get a handle. I am passionate about psychology, business, wellness, fitness, and so much more, so be prepared to come along on this journey of me blabbing on about topics I love and rants from yours truly. Happy listening. Oh my goodness. Hello, everyone. It has been literally like two months since I last recorded a podcast. My last episode was such a fun episode to record. It was the most spontaneous one I think I've ever done. Um, but I hope, I think that that episode ended up getting shared with State High, my old school, um, and through the school, which was like such a big achievement, like as if my old high school got to share my podcast episode to all the students and everything. Um, but if anyone's joining this episode from State High, hello everyone. Hello everyone. Um, I miss my blue, red, blue family, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys got something out of the last episode, whether you listen to it or not, I don't mind. It was a great episode, um, to record and it was super fun catching up with the girls. Um, this episode, I kind of have like a really rough plan of what I want to talk about. I'm kind of just like, I've been listening to so many podcasts the last couple of weeks. Um, and I'm just like, man, I just need to get back in And re-record, like, and record a new episode because it's been so long that I literally just miss it. Like, I miss once I finish recording an episode, I kind of get like a little, a little buzz, and I just miss that. So, I thought we'd kind of just treat this episode as a little catch up, um, and just as a bit of a chat to kind of get the ball rolling again. Um, Because this is just like a little side hustle of mine. Like, it's just a hobby. But I really do like being consistent with these episodes because it gives me a goal. It gives me something to work towards. Um, I think I hope that one day this podcast and this whole platform is a really helpful tool um, when like applying for jobs or when trying to get into like postgrad. Um, if you didn't know, I'm hopefully going to try and get into postgrad psychology. And I think that the planned episodes that I've got hopefully coming up soon um, will potentially really help with my... Um, outcome of possibly getting into some further education. So that's kind of where I'd like to take this podcast very slowly, very surely, Um, but also just make it super chill and just a platform to just talk and say whatever I want to say. Like I think I said literally in my very first episode that the reason I'm starting a podcast is because I'm the sort of person that gets really invested and like really passionate about a topic And sometimes someone doesn't want to sit on the other end of that and just listen to me yarn about something if they're not into it. So this way you can click play, click pause, click X if you do or don't want to listen to it and it's totally up to you. So I think this is the perfect excuse for me to get really passionate about a topic and only interest people that want to be interested and bore people that would love to be bored. So if you're listening to me as you fall asleep, then (laughs) hi. Um... So I feel like I should kind of start with a little bit of an update of where I am in the world right now, because that's kind of going to influence what I'm about to talk about in this episode. Um, Gosh, so two months ago when I last recorded, I was still in Australia. Um, I was only supposed to be in Australia for the four weeks of the New Zealand lockdown, and it ended up just being pushed back, pushed back, and then the borders got closed, and then the quarantine still hadn't been dropped, couldn't get any flights back, And so we kind of thought, look, if uni gets announced online for the next semester two for the rest of the year, then it kind of makes sense just to stay in Australia and study there remotely for the rest of the year um, and save a bit of money because as most poor students know that living out of home is quite expensive. So that was kind of the last plan. I was like waiting on um, the uni to kind of make a decision and announce if we were going to be online or not or have the option of being online. And since then, the uni announced that you can do either blended learning or all online learning or all face-to-face learning. So that kind of cemented my decision. Um, I emailed all my teachers just to make sure that lecturers, whatever we call them at uni, I still call them teachers. But um, I personally like emailed all of the course coordinators just to be really adamant that if I did 100% online um, for that paper, that my outcome and my chances of doing well and it wouldn't be kind of compromised in any way because I'm sure if anyone was doing online papers like at the end of last semester, some papers were easily uh, converted to online better than others. And I feel like the outcome, and it's kind of like what I got out of different papers was very variant, I suppose. That was terrible English explaining that, but... Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that if they were said, oh, yeah, we'll do like, we'll record all the lectures and then upload them. I didn't want them to be like uploaded two days later. And I find out that they had, they were writing on the whiteboard the whole time and I had no idea what was going on. So, um, long story short, they all said, yeah, it was totally online if you want it to be. So I thought, okay, perfect. I'll somehow work out to move out of my flat <laughs> from Australia, but my flat in New Zealand and I'll stay in Australia. Um, At this point, Ollie was still coming to meet me in New Zealand in July. So we thought, okay, (laughs) that's fine. Um, Might have to change that flight. But then we were also, on the other hand, pretty ready for that flight to be cancelled. Everyone else's flights around the same time or from the same um, origin were all getting cancelled. So we were kind of low-key expecting that flight uh, to be cancelled. And then literally one night, Ollie and I were talking and he goes, oh, why don't you um, come over to England and why don't, if like, if uni's online, then why don't you just come over and stay with me? And we kind of had this like moment of like, hang on, like, that's kind of an idea. And I just thought like classic Shaz, like things with her, her head and never her heart. And I was like, no, 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 practically like it wouldn't work. Like I need to work because that was the thing. Staying in Australia, I could get my old job back, hopefully like rebel sport and earn some money. And like the whole reason for staying is so that I could save money and not pay rent and everything. And so I thought I was so quick to be like, no, 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 that's stupid. Like, don't, no, don't, don't put that idea in my head. It sounds great, but it won't work. And then we got off the phone call and I kind of thought about it more. And you know, when you get like a nice idea in your head and then you can't stop thinking about it. And it's just like, you'd be bummed if you kind of had to like disregard the thought. I kind of had that. And so I thought, hang on, like logistically, what if, this did work. How could I make this actually work? And I've always wanted to surprise people. I've just never been in the position to be able to surprise someone like major. Um, but I've always wanted to, like, I'm so impossible to surprise myself because I'm so like annoyingly nosy and so curious that I, I mean, someone try and surprise me. We'll see if it is the truth, but I reckon I'd be really hard to surprise, but I've always wanted to surprise someone. So I was like, you know what? I am going to look into this a little bit harder and keep it from Ollie. And then hopefully, if it all works, I can surprise him. Uh, And yeah, so that's exactly what I did. I managed to surprise Ollie here in England. And I'm now here for the next four months or the rest of my semester. Um, I'm doing like a little bit of work, literally like 12 hours a week in the mornings, just cleaning, just so that I've got like at least something coming in. Um, And yeah, I'm kind of doing a... I wouldn't say European summer, I'd just call it a British summer because we're not going anywhere (laughs) with the level of COVID here. Um, But yeah, that's, I'll get into it a little bit more um, throughout when we actually get stuck into this podcast. But yeah, a lot of change I've had to deal with and a lot of um, different, like, yeah, changes in scenes, changes in environments, change of plans. Um, Lots of adjustment has gone on in the last couple of months since I last talked to you. And that's kind of where this episode um is going, so instead of kind of doing some um like big kind of episode of different things that was really deep and meaningful or really helpful or really well researched that took a lot of time, I just wanted this episode to be really casual and just kind of just a conversation um or almost as well an episode for me to look back on and kind of remind myself. I've actually done it before. I think it's Tay's episode I did with Tay. We talked about goal setting and motivation. I've re-listened to that podcast, I think twice now, just when I need that little boost um, of motivation. And so this is kind of one of those episodes for me that I kind of want to look back on um, when I'm feeling like, oh, things are changing and it's too hard to cope or just when I want to remember this really weird part of 2020, you know. So yes, there's been a lot of change. Yes, there's been a lot of things to adjust to. Yes, a lot of things have, I don't even want to say gone wrong. That's the whole point. Um, but I want to talk about the things that I've actually gotten out of the last few months. The things that I've learned, the things that I've helped, helped me grow, the things that I have, um, yeah, just helped me progress still even when the world stops. I haven't, and I've still progressed, and I've still learned, and I've kept growing um, in ways that I never saw coming, and so I think it's really good to point those things out, acknowledge them, um, be proud of some of them, be uh, surprised with some of them you'll hear, and just, yeah, I think it's important, it's like, this is kind of my reflection, this is my meditation almost, is um, reflecting aloud and having a chat on what's been going on, how I'm feeling tried the whole journaling thing. I think I have like at least 4 like pretty little books that I can write my life in because apparently if you've got a pretty pen and a pretty book, you want to journal every night. But I can tell you now that doesn't actually work. I have so many pretty books with nothing in them like lists about meal prep. Like, yeah, journaling just doesn't work for me. So this is kind of my reflection time. But yeah. So without further ado, let's just get into it. I've been chatting for 10 minutes already about nothing. Um, but what have I learned? What have I learned since the end of May? Um, first thing classic is that everything happens for a reason. And I feel like that saying is thrown around a lot. Like I say it a lot because, um, I say that along with, if you don't laugh, you cry (laughs) a lot of the time because everything happens for a reason. The amount of times that things have happened, um, in the last few months, I want to say like since March that you could just go like, why why is this happening? Like why why me? Why is this happening to me? Like, oh my God, I have the worst luck or, you know, why does nothing go to plans? are so annoying, my life's over. It like everything does happen for a reason and I'm now here standing here in the end of July now saying, Hey, a shit like a lot of shit is still hit <laughs> the fan but I wanna say that in some ways I'm out the other side now and no, I did not think going into March that I would be back in England um, not living in New Zealand anymore, moved out of my flat, and yada, 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 but I am, and that's all, like, I'm in this position because of negative things that have happened, so, and saying that everything happens for a reason, and just trusting the process, um, COVID hit, it was an absolute shit show, so much, you know, obviously went down, I don't even, like, I don't even need to explain it to you, the whole world's been through the same thing, um, but, when I turn that and look at perspective and turn that into something else, I hadn't seen my parents in over six months and going back in March meant that I got to spend literally the longest time I've spent with them in the last three years, like since I moved out of home at 17 with them. So I spent, I think nearly four months with them and I have not spent more than that in like three years. So it was so good to reconnect with my parents and just make our bonds so much stronger and now that I'm a little bit older I feel like every time I come back and see them I'm just even more grateful and I understand even more just how much they've sacrificed for me and my brother and just yeah just how incredible they are like it's sad that I that I think like oh I, I didn't realize how great they were but you know, when you're growing up and you're living at home and dinner's on the table every night and your washing gets magically done, it's like, oh, okay, like, that's my mum, but it's not until you go away and have to do those things yourself for three years and you don't get to see your mum and dad every day, it kind of, you realise, like, oh, wait, they're actually, like, mad, Geez, like, that's so good to me, and it's not until, you know, you don't know what you've lost until, no, what is it, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, same thing, um, but yeah, being back with my parents was so good for our relationship, Um, and just, yeah, I feel like when I go back now, we're just, like, friends, like, I just want to hang out with my parents, and like, three years ago, when I left home, I would be, like, embarrassed to, like, go to the beach with my parents, like, not with friends, and now I'm like, mom, can we go for a walk, mom, can we do this, like, can I come meet you for a coffee at like at work like I just I'm so obsessed with my parents because I never get to see them but yeah um COVID was really good for that to reconnect with my parents um and on the same um note reconnecting with my Australian friends was incredible being back um I have not seen them for literally like I wasn't home all of last summer and I feel like every time I've been back I've only been back for like five days at a time or a week at a time and I always prioritize my family so reconnecting with those Australian friends that I went to school with or played water polo with or worked with or whatever it was was just so so good um, and everything happens for a reason Ollie's flight got cancelled yes um, I didn't I, I he couldn't come to me in the end but hey I'm literally now spending four months with him which is longer than we would have ever got and I'm now in England experiencing my first, like, British summer. So I'm getting back-to-back back summer now. And it's kind of like, yo, <laughs> like, trust the process. Good things happen out of every situation if you look for them and if you search for them and you kind of manifest them. Um, so I've um, really had to kind of teach myself and learn to just trust the process. I'm If you all know me, you know how much I love routine and I don't like when things, go to, like, don't go to plan and if something's in my diary, it, it's going to be in my diary. And I don't like plans changing. I don't like, like, um, I'm just, I'm not very spontaneous, I think. And so although I'm like, I'm in Aries, I love change. And I love changing my room around. I'm like, I don't like change of plans. Like, I don't like change of goals. I don't like change of paths. Like, I, I'm very set. Once I put my mind to something, I want that to happen. And I won't stop until it's happened. And so when things like this happened and Ollie's fight got cancelled and I came home to Australia for four months and I was back living at home Uh, everything's changing and I really was like oh my god like I things things are changing and that's a massive thing that I've learned over the last few months and it's learning to be okay with that and learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable I always talk about being comfortable being uncomfortable and like setting your goals and going and achieving things that you think you never can, but this is under that same span that, that this is another branch of that same, you know, saying that being un- like being comfortable, being uncomfortable, I now am slowly learning that when things aren't going to plan, that's okay. Like you literally cannot live your life with everything going straight to plan. And no one lives a life that everything just goes perfectly and they set this goal and they achieve it. And they set this goal and they achieve it. It's like That's never how life works. I think it would be very boring if that's how life works. And if life was that predictable, it would be quite boring. So yeah, it's definitely taught me to just kind of take a step back, accept what's going on, let it happen, let it flow. Um, And that's been a really, really big learning curve for me. All right, thing number two that I have learned. I think it's really important to bring this up, Um, not only like there's... Uh, you could do a whole, you could write a book on this and there is, it's so good to see so much happening in the world and people are speaking up and using their voice and using their platforms to speak productively um, about the world and about society and about decisions that are being made. But yeah, I want to have like a, just a little side note about this. I was talking to one of my girls from Lush that I used to work with and we had this big chat about... How scary social media has almost become um, as of late, and probably for for quite a while now, where it's like you're doomed if you speak up on a massive human rights movement such as Black Lives Matter or Pride or anything um, that I'm about to talk about. But so you get absolutely annihilated if you don't speak up, because then you're not doing anything productive to help. But then if you speak up and you use the wrong terms, you use the wrong, like you say it wrong or you don't include absolutely everything, you do something not the right way, you get absolutely penalised for that as well. And so it's, it almost, I've been so scared to speak on social media and speak how I feel and speak what I believe is the right thing to say at the right time and what's the right thing to think and, you know, how to be educated and where to find your education because I'm genuinely scared of someone coming back to me and going you didn't say this right this is the wrong source you know and so it's actually a real shame that in a time where there's massive like human rights movements going on and massive political change going on with the whole world and it's incredible to see so much movement but also like heart-wrenching that it's taking this long you know to change and that this is still occurring in our world um we think that it's disappeared and it's it's come back but it's not it's just it's being filmed now and it's being recorded now and people are speaking up about it now it never disappeared it's not coming back it's just more light is being shone on this and you know it's time to change it's i don't want my kids to be going through the same movements and having to fight the same fight that we are fighting now it's just that's just not what should be happening um but yeah so I think one of the massive things that I've learned um, in the last few months is that change starts from within and change starts from owning up to your own mistakes and, you know, acknowledging yourself, what you can do to help, what you might have done wrong in the past and acknowledging how you've contributed positively or negatively to the incident before you open your mouth and talk to someone else and push someone else down or Before you kind of speak up and look like an absolute hero online, look at yourself first and look inside and think, what have I done? What can I do better? What, you know, what have I done in the past that maybe wasn't right that I can learn from? And one of those things that I personally want to talk about as much as I'm like thinking, oh my God, I don't want to say it. I don't want to admit it. I want to think about it. It's like, it's important to be vulnerable and admit your own mistakes because how else are we going to move on and how else are we going to, you know, acknowledge that, you like if we keep blaming people for being racist, people for being homophobic, then it's like who are these people, you know? You know, who are we blaming if we're all standing up and saying, I think I'm, you know, an ally, but it's like, then who's you know, I'm rambling now, but you know what I mean? Like you don't want to say the wrong thing, but I'm like, I'm on I'm I'm fighting for this I'm fighting the same fight as everyone else. Like I'm on the right side. But yeah. So basically I wanted to bring up that like my lack of education, even only three years ago to my school formal, I wore cornrows to my school formal. At the time, I thought that was the best idea ever. Little 17 year old me thought, oh my goodness, I love braids. I think I'm, I'm going to wear cornrows to formal because they won't fall out. They'll be so easy to keep in. Um, and they'll look cool as. Like I genuinely remember thinking that was the best idea. Nothing negative crossed my mind. Nothing about racism crossed my mind. I thought, no, nope, that's amazing. Let's do it. Got someone, got a friend to braid my hair for me, and I thought, loved it the whole night. Now, I think, yeah, like this is where I want. This is kind of the point where it's like change starts from within and owning up for your own mistakes. Because, boy, in the last few months, has have I realized how terrible that is to not only wear a hairstyle that is not of my race um but to not even acknowledge that that is that is not my like that's literally cultural appropriation and i've always known and I that those two words have always kind of been thrown around and that term's been thrown around but it just goes to show that like you never think it's you you never think oh i'm i'm i've never been a racist person but it's like that doesn't mean that you haven't done subtle things like that, that you didn't realize at the time were racist. And so that's a perfect example of kind of showing that, yes, I made a really big mistake wearing, you know, a, a protective hairstyle that was, I completely didn't even understand what, where the hairstyle originated from or why it was originated, like what, why it was designed. And you know, who that belonged to and the implications of wearing that hairstyle as a white woman um, to something like a school formal and just thinking it was the coolest hairstyle ever. So I've learned so much by educating myself and from diving deeper and being okay again, being uncomfortable, reading things I didn't necessarily want to read because it made me feel uncomfortable and from hearing people speak about things that I've, like, such things as wearing corners as a white woman. Um, you don't want to hear that you're doing the wrong thing, but that's really important. That's where change starts. And so educating myself and putting myself in those situations to learn has helped me grow so, so much and be a true ally um, of all communities and of all races and ethnicities. And I think it's really important to also acknowledge here that this is not just an American movement. This is not just, you know, one one group of people. This is not just one race. There is racism everywhere you look, whether it's blatant racism or subtle racism, it's everywhere you look. You know, I've just talked about how an act that I did in 2017 for a formal, that was the terrible thing to do, and I didn't even realise that at the time. So... There is racism in our backyard. We think, oh, like New Zealand like, they were treated so well. Like, you know, they didn't get the best run for their money, but there's no racism here. Like, we're not like the other ones. But, you know, the further you dive deeper into, you know, the history of your own land, like the Indigenous cultures in Australia or New Zealand, I think that's where most of my um, listeners come from. But, yeah, there is a lot, a lot, a lot to learn. And I think if you haven't already... Um, evaluated and reflected on your own actions over the past lifetime then I think that's a really important place to start and then of course signing the petitions educating yourself um, you know highlighting and amplifying the voices of minority and minority groups but yeah I think a massive thing is before you go and speak about how someone else is doing something wrong think about yourself first and what you could have done better or what you can do better right now to fix the situation already, you know? Um, So yeah, not my proudest moment, but I think that's really important to now say, yeah, I did something wrong. I screwed up and this is what we're going to do about it. This is what I've done about it already. And this will not happen again because I'm now educated enough to know. It sucks that it took me 20 years to learn and to be in a position to, I had to go and search for that information. I didn't get taught that in school. I didn't grow up being taught things like that. I had to actively go and search and find that information and teach myself that. But it's out there. Everyone knows it's out there, so go and find it for yourself if you don't feel educated enough um, in the culture and history of your own country or the country next door or wherever. But I think it's really important to think of your own backyard first as well. Um thing number three that I've learned in the last few months is that I'm definitely more capable um, of things than I think and I've got kind of a few bullet points for this and just multiple facets here and the last few months have been really testing it's funny because I think a couple months ago I literally remember saying I think I was saying it to Tay like it's really weird I feel like I'm at a standstill like normally I this time of the year I'm at my flat I'm juggling work I'm juggling uni I'm juggling like living you know out of home where I have to think about food and I've got to think about just you know being a f- decent flatmate and doing my bit and balancing everything and being like a real adult and paying bills and looking at budgeting and everything and then all of a sudden I'm back at my family home and my parents are home and I kind of just slipped kind of right back into like the daughter into daughter mode um and uni was online and I wasn't working And I kind of only had a few priorities rather than having to juggle my plate. And then all of a sudden, I had so much on my plate, but just new things that new things that I had to adapt to, new things that I had to learn, new things I had to deal with. And I've come out a few months later being able to say, wow, I really am capable of more than I think. Um, Only the day that I left to come to England, I said to Prune, let's run a half marathon. I want to try run it in two hours and that was my goal, like, a good couple of months ago, I set up on my Garmin, um, app to, like, make a training plan, if you have a Garmin, and you don't know, it's already, though, you can, you can do, like, a training plan for anything, for, I think it's swimming, running, maybe even, I think it's so many things, gym, And it can generate you a plan. So say like my goal, for example, was to run a half marathon in two hours. It made me like a 12-week plan and it gave me what runs to do and what days and what tempos and everything. So it's a really good tool to have if you are like me and it's like, I want to be able to do this, but I have no idea how, like how to get there. Um, It was really great. But that was my goal. And then towards the end of that, I probably got seven or eight weeks and maybe nine and I just kind of fell off the bandwagon, uni started getting really crazy, um, I was having all these weird injuries and I I had to kind of stop running for a while and then I was like oh I really want to run the half marathon like the day I go so that I'm really tired for the plane, why don't we might like we might as well try for two hours and see how we go. Bearing in mind I've only run one half marathon before this date in my life and it was like 2.19 so I had 20 minutes to take off um, a run which is quite a lot and Although on the day I didn't get 2 hours to be honest I wasn't very close at all <laughs> but I still got close I got faster than 219 I think it was like 209 or something so it was it was way quicker than what I'd gotten before um no maybe it wasn't 209 maybe it was slower than that but either way it was faster than faster than what I'd got so that's another example of just that you're capable of more than you think I could have easily thought like not even asked prune to um paced me on a half marathon I could have just gone for a walk that morning before my flight or just said let's go for a little run um the week only a couple of weeks before that um the girls said oh do you want to come for a run with us and I thought I looked at who was in the group chat and I thought oh my god no like you guys are all literally triathletes that could run forever and ever and ever at five minute pace and I so badly wanted to say no because I was literally scared of like you know not being fast enough and not being able to keep up but it was honestly, to this date, the best run of my life because we just chatted, the girls were so good to talk to, they were helping me with like the way I was running and they, you know, there was no pressure at all to run super fast or super hard or you know, it was honestly the best time of my life and I was so close to saying, no, it's okay, I'm busy. Even though I literally wasn't busy, I was just scared and thought that I wouldn't be able to keep up with them. And so as soon as you put mine, your mind to it and you realise, Maybe I am capable of this and just give it a chance. And I've just learned to be so ruthless with things like not achieving goals is so normal. I've always been the sort of person that's like, you know, what I was talking about before, I'm so organized and routine and I don't like change and I like things structured. Same with my goals. I only like to set a goal if I think I can like logistically and legitimately achieve it. So we end up, you know, going for goals that are quite within range. But it's like you forget that like it's actually okay to fail, you know. Like it's okay to not get there. At least you gave it a really good hot crack um, and you gave it your all and you never know how close you can actually get. Like to even get a PB for that run, I was over the moon. I was so happy. I was so proud. And yes, I didn't get the sub two out. But now I'm like, okay, let's get it next time then. Like now I'm like rearing to go, ready to go for another one because that goal hasn't disappeared. It's just been, you know, the goalposts have been stretched out a little bit later. So you really are capable of more than you think as soon as you realize that it's okay to not achieve every single goal in the same time frame or to the same extent as what you first set. And I have managed in the last few months to achieve so many random things that I've said I want to do. Like the day that I ran that um marathon in a day and broke it up, I was like as if I thought I would be able to run 42 kilometers in a day. But I thought, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? I try to do it and I don't and I fail. Like, oh no, like I didn't let anyone down apart from myself. Like, there's no one pushing me. There's no prize at the end. Like, I think it's just really good to kind of test yourself and test your grit um, and your determination. It's kind of every now and then prove to yourself, hey, yeah, I can do that. I am capable of doing that. Because it's really easy to kind of settle um, in that comfortable stage again and kind of be in a on a streak of like always achieving things and always making it the other side but sometimes it's good to be set back because then when a real big setback in life comes you know how to deal with those feelings you know what to do you know how long it takes to get over it you know those strategies to help get yourself through the other side other than like rather than someone that just gets everything handed to them or they just always achieve what they set, and then one day they don't get the job or they don't get the promotion or they don't make the PB, and it's like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? So, yeah. um, On the same thing that I've learned, I was gonna say tip, I always do this. <laughs> what I'm, I'm more capable of than I think, I, in like the space of two weeks, if anyone wants to see actually, I made like a YouTube vlog pretty much. I have it on private, so if you want to see the video, just hit me up. I'll send you the link, it's embarrassing. That's why I haven't put it on public. <laughs> but, I vlogged pretty much I've documented the l- the last two weeks of being in Australia and it was the two weeks of I had like six or eight pieces of assessment due like tests massive assignments the whole lot I was trying to organize a bag of clothes with my British passport in it to be del- like picked up from my flat in New Zealand shipped over to me in Australia so that I could book a flight I couldn't book a flight until I had my British passport in my hand I was trying to hide a surprise and organize all the logistics of flights and trains and timing and days and all of that. I was trying to do my assessment, like I said, um, and I was trying to move out of my flat in a, like while being in Australia, but in New Zealand. So I was having to do my biggest thing that I hate doing and relying on people. <laughs> if you know me well, you know that I hate relying on people, which I'm learning, Um And I had to rely on people, my flatmates were absolute gems. So just a little personal shout out to Ruby and Liv. You guys are absolute legends. Um, these two helped move all of my stuff from my flat to a storage unit. I had to hire someone um that I found on a Facebook page to pick up my stuff and take it to a storage unit. I had to organize all these things and it was just and I organized like new flatmate obviously, signing documents, new leases, organizing with my landlord. And it was just the most hectic two weeks of my life. And so many times I was like, I just want to reach for a bottle of Saviour Vlog and just call it quits. But I knew that once all this had paid off and as soon as I was on that plane, or not even on the plane, more like arrived because the plane journey was a shit show. But once it was all done, I just, you realize how much you're capable of because you know you're going to get through this side. At the time it doesn't really feel like it, but you get there, you get through, you realize what you've achieved and you're like, huh. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So that's why I documented it all because it's kind of like this. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And then when I'm feeling like I can't do something, I can go back to this moment. I can go back to that video. I'll go back to that podcast and kind of just remind myself that hey, when you don't think it's gonna all work out, it does one way or another. So yeah, if you want to see that video, um ask it's so funny. <laughs> it's like all the surprise, it's so cute. Alright, um, Number four is a bit of a little wholesome cheesy one. But I've just learned that I'm just so happy when I'm surrounded by just driven, inspiring people that just don't dwell on the past. Um, And just honestly, that no matter where I am and where I turn to, what country I'm in or who I'm with, I have so many support mechanisms surrounding me that are helping me and pushing me um, to be the best and to achieve whatever I want to set my mind to. And that's been such a humbling realisation that just, you know, the amount of love that I have in my life is just incredible. And I think that's what moving back to Australia for that little bit was just really, really good for my mental health, getting closer with those girls from Australia. And just the quality of conversation, the substance in those conversations was just, I could still talk about the, some of the conversations that I had with the girls climbing up a mountain at 4am in the morning to watch the sunrise and I just think that's like such valuable moments and they're so precious and if who's to say that I might not have had those moments or those conversations that have made me so much more insightful if I was still in New Zealand or if I was you know somewhere else So um, just reconnecting with those girls and instead of like with clubs being closed and with no bars being open, you know, I wasn't going for a drink or going clubbing with anyone to catch up. I was waking up and climbing up the side of a mountain with them and chatting about like things that make me passionate, things that make me jump up and down and things that make me so excited about the future and make me proud to be friends with such people that are achieving so many things. And it's just so empowering to be around people that are like that, and that are just so infectious, I, you know, some of those runs that I was doing, I was like, I don't think I would have done this if I was in New Zealand, like, who's to say that I wouldn't have, but, you know, it was definitely an influence of a lot of my friends in Australia, good triathlon girls and everything, and I am such a competitive person that as soon as I see them doing a run, I'm like, oh, I should do that too then, And, and so that's actually a really good trait that I've got, but I don't like, losing and I don't like you know I don't like knowing that I can't do something so as soon as I see someone else achieving something I'm like I want that feeling I want to be able to do that and so I end up achieving things that I never thought I could but um I just feel like I being back in Australia just kind of reset me and help me connect with people who align with me so much and where I get to chat to them about like we're all just on such different paths, if I even just said what everyone was studying, we are all studying such different things, but everyone has like such amazing goals, everyone is so motivated to do whatever they want to achieve, everyone is so driven, Um, I could talk to any of them for literally a whole day and I'd lose my like voice at the end of the day just because they really, they're just so energizing to talk to. Um, and I just think it's so important to have those people in your life and to keep them really close. All of those people um, that I got to catch up with while I was back in Australia are girls and boys that I don't have to t- like to talk to every day or I don't have to r- remind them that I exist. I don't have to say, hi, are we still friends? Like I'm, we haven't talked in like two weeks. Are we, is it all right? Like, are we still okay? Like I don't talk to them for like months on end and then I come back in the country they are always inviting me to things, and it just feels so good to know that there's people around you that like your company, and that bounce off you, and that care what you have to say, and want to see you achieve things, and want to see you do well, and want to push you, because it's just the best feeling, and my parents, I haven't talked about my parents in this, um, in this, not tip, oh my god, in this thing um I've more talked about my friends, my parents this is totally to do with my parents as well like I've been around my parents for longer than I have in three years, and just being able to chat to them at the dinner table each night and kind of just like cement what I'm kind of looking at thinking, and sometimes I just go on little tangents or little bits where i'm like, oh I don't think I can do this, you know like maybe i should maybe I should not do this, maybe I should play it a bit more safe and sometimes my parents would go no. You can do this, like, you know, you've had the same plan for so many years now. You're on track to get it. Keep going for it. Have a backup plan, backup plan. But, you know, keep striving for it. Why give up now? And that's just so helpful to hear sometimes when you are doubting yourself. Even for just a minute. It's really good to have those support mechanisms that are there for you. They've got your back. They know when I'm you know, having like an anxious week or whatever it is and they know what to do. They know how to act. They know how to help me. They know what's best for me and they'll always push me. They'll tell me when I'm wrong. They'll tell me when I'm acting up. They'll tell me when I'm not thinking straight and I just am eternally grateful for them, um, family, friends, even our neighbours. Like We've got the coolest neighbours in Australia and I'm just hanging out with them for the last four months. It's just like being surrounded by them just... It's so simple and so easy and just so fun. So very wholesome feelings for that one. Um But yeah, I just feel incredible that there are so many people that want the best for me and are pushing me to, you know, move out of my flat. And my parents let me come home and, you know, Ollie's parents have taken me under their wing for four months and I just... I'm so, so grateful for that because I know that there are so many people on this earth that don't have the same opportunities as me. Um, And I think it's really important to just kind of count your blessings there. So, yeah, it's so good being able to be split between three different countries and you can just slip right back into where you left off. I caught up with all my um, lush friends here only last week and it felt like nothing had changed. It felt like I'd been here this whole time. Um, and the, again, the quality of conversation with those people is just like, yeah, really, really exciting, it leaves you feeling excited, if you, I hope you guys can, like, can relate to that feeling, but, oh, so good, Um, thing number five is just that I have so much to look forward to, and that I'm so lucky, just carrying on from the last one, really, but also that when things don't, go to plan like example a like example 2020 things don't go to plan but just because things don't go to plan it doesn't mean you can't achieve things um and I have so much to look forward to whether that's this year or next year or five years down the track because something might have been pushed back a little bit there's so so much to look forward to and it's important to always even whether you write it down or you have it in a note in your phone you've got it as your wallpaper or you've got it somewhere in a mental note that you know what you've got to look forward to because there's nothing worse than having no no reason to like wake up or nothing to be excited about or nothing to look forward to um so I've got like even just study wise I've got things to look forward to I've got goals to strive for I've got grades that I need to try and get so that I can make it to the next stage. Um, and every month that goes by is a month closer to Ollie and I hopefully living in the same country for longer than four months. And, you know, like just every aspect of my life is so exciting. Gyms closed. Oh no, I can't reach my gym goals now. Um, I can't go to the gym. That sucks. Oh no, but I've got all these running goals that I've, uh, I've set for myself and that's so exciting to say that I can like look forward to achieving that. I've just gotten a secondhand bike here. Um, did my first bike ride yesterday and I literally, my bum is literally bruised. So (laughs) I definitely need to get those pants that I used to laugh at people for wearing. And now I'm like, I need them. (laughs) So yeah, don't go for 50 kilometer bike rides with just a pair of like shorts on. Please do it. Please don't do it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just have so much to look forward to. So many relationships to build. I've met more and more of Ollie's friends that have been here and just really connected with them even more than the last time, which is really important to me. Um I've always said that when I come back to England that I never want to leave with just memories with just Ollie or only having knowing like only knowing Ollie. Like for example, today he's working for twelve hours. So I if I only knew him in this country or I wasn't doing uni or I didn't have my own work. It would be really, really long days when he's not here. And I, you know, if for whatever reason he wasn't around, you know, you hate to say it, but like if he, we weren't together or something, I could at least still come back to England and see more people. And I've got more of my life here than just Ollie. And so I think that's really important to live balanced as well. Just for your own well-being, it's really important to have, you know, our things and our times and our memories but also my memories and my friends and my personal hobbies and my, like, you know, my rituals. So, yeah, I just have so much to look forward to. Every single day um, I wake up and I think, oh, my God, I'm excited about this. Oh, I'm excited about this. And if I'm ever in a negative mood, I'm a bit down or I'm kind of just feeling a bit sorry for myself for no reason. And I know I need to snap out of it. Just have a little think. What are three things that I'm excited for? You know, I get the whole gratitude thing. That's really important. Sometimes that works for me. But it's so easy to just say like, oh, I'm grateful to have two legs. I'm grateful to have a brain. I'm grateful to have two parents. And yes, obviously, like not saying that's things to be grateful for. But I think I get more out of um, thinking what have, what do I have to look forward to? What am I excited about? Because then I can almost like take that and spend a little bit more time like planning that all you know, putting that into practice think, okay, how am I going to get there and how am I going to work that out and what time frame are we looking at? And I just, you know, it's a really good way to kind of energize yourself and get really excited, um, is thinking about what you're so lucky to have or what you're so lucky to have to look forward to. Um, I think I've got one more thing and then I'll wrap it up. Didn't mean to really talk for 45 minutes, but oh well. Um, Sixth thing that I have learned over these last few months is that things don't always go to plan, <laughs> but I'll always walk away out the other side and find my way. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's important to realize that I'm not just talking about the last few months and in a pandemic, but literally in life, like I've said it a lot through this episode, but I, it's really, it is, it's just so important to understand my personality type with what I've learned because like I've said like I'm not someone that loves when things don't go to plan so learning that things don't go to plan when there's a global pandemic has also taught me that you realize things don't go to plan in life eh like I've always had to like dumb it down for myself and go Tannen like this is how life works you realize like all those little cute Pinterest like mood boards that you've got on your phone somewhere with your goals, like in cursive writing. Like that's not how life works, you realise. So I've really opened my eyes to realise that things like pandemics do happen, but so does a lot of things. Like a lot of things don't always work out. I had to quit a job that I was really excited to get. I never worked a day. Um, I went through all the interviewing process. I went through like talking to country managers and everything for it. It was being a weight loss consultant at Jenny Craig. Um, if any of you want to know, but I was actually really excited for that role because of what I could do with it and what it could teach me. Because although I'm working as a weight loss consultant, like, yes, I have a real big passion for fitness and, um, exercise and nutrition. But it's also an opportunity to build relationships with clients and really change their life and impact them for the better and their total well-being, bringing a psychology background into it. I think it would be really valuable what, like, experience to have one-on-one clients that I will hopefully have one day in the future. Um, But yeah, shit happens. Things don't go to plan. I don't work for them anymore. never got my first day there. But at least I can say I worked my butt off to get that job. And what's to say that when I go back to New Zealand next year for uni, I can't possibly like potentially get that job back um, or apply again or, you know, who knows. So things won't go to plan, you know, sport, you get injured, sport, you your season gets cancelled. Things happen and we have to adjust. We have to change our outlook. If we're so close minded and have our blinkers on for life, like we miss a lot of other opportunities and we miss... You know, reevaluating and restructuring, so kind of reframing things, adapting to things, restructuring, and getting stuck into it again has been something that I've had to learn these last few months, and it's been really, really good teaching myself that, um, oh, Ollie can't fly to me in July. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Initially, we weren't going to be seeing each other for ten months, and I thought, can't do that, eh? a <laughs> bit too needy. So what did we do about it? I flew to him. It wasn't the most like logistically smart idea flying during a pandemic, for starters. Worst flight ever. Don't really don't advise it if you don't have to fly. Um, but yeah, I it just made sense if it was either I come to him for four months with my British passport and with online uni or we don't see each other for 10 months. And after the 10 months, we see each other for three weeks over Christmas. And that's it. So things don't work the way you always thought. It's not sunshine and rainbows. But it's the quicker you think, like, okay, how am I going to adapt this? How am I going to restructure it? How can we, like, what can we do about this? And using the dwelling productively to actually reframe things, the quicker you can get stuck in again and the quicker you can start thinking, okay, what are you going to do about it? And start working towards the next thing. So, um, yeah, like, I feel like it's a really abrupt ending, but I think I'm going to stop it there before I just dawdle and talk about nothing anymore. Classic. But yeah, I've just like learnt a lot in these last few months um, about myself and about how the world works and about society and about, you know, having a voice on social media. Um, hopefully someone can kind of, I'd love to have a chat with anyone that feels the same way about social media as me and, you know, speaking your truth and what you believe in and what you think is right, but then kind of being scared in the same breath to say the wrong thing, even when you know that the intentions are right. Um, I would honestly hate to have a following. I just think about people that, like YouTubes and everything, that it's such an expectation of them to speak on certain matters. And I agree, like I want to see them speaking on those matters as well. But then they say one word wrong or they don't use the right, they don't say, they don't promote the right petition from the right person or they don't say enough on it, but then they don't say, they say too much on it. And it's like, I would just hate to be scrutinized for, doing the wrong thing while trying to do the right thing and so yeah I've really kept my mouth shut um a lot lately on things that I believed in also because I thought it was hypocritical of me to speak on things like racism when I'd done something that was culturally insensitive to a race um but that's where it starts you know going back to the thing that I said in um thing two that change starts from within and this is me publicly announcing that I stuffed up once probably stuffed up a lot of other times in my life but that's a really big one that I've learned I've taken the time to educate myself and realize why that was wrong um and I now understand why that was wrong and what it means to wear cornrows in your hair and who who wears them and why they wear them and what it means if you aren't that race to wear them or you aren't that in this so yeah change starts from within I'm gonna stop talking I've I need to stop I need to watch some lectures now but regardless I hope you enjoyed listening this was a bit of a long one so thanks for making it all the way to the end if you did um I'll hopefully catch you very soon I, I have some cool ideas coming so if you want me to talk about anything in particular hit me up um but I hope to find you in the next episode very very soon and yeah hopefully you get something out of this hopefully you Um, have some self-reflection now. I encourage you now to think of six things that you've learned um, since March, I suppose. And let me know. I'd love, love, love to have a chat. So have a great rest of your week and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye guys.